This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. My guest today, Paul Rodriguez, spent 33 years making Orange County his visual playground. He was never one to back down from pushing the envelope when it came to making powerful images. We talk about his journey to the Orange County Register, keeping letters, and his love of all things USC. I think at the time, I used it as motivation. I, I would keep the stack of rejection letters there and look at them and say, I'm not going to let that stop. Every time I got a rejection letter, I would say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get something. I'm going to, I won't stop. You got, you, you people are not going to stop me. <laughs> you know? That's why I kept it, I think. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. We've had such guests who have started restaurants, won the Oscar, and former owner of Dynalite, Peter Prumba. Seize the opportunity. A lot of people could have done what I did. I didn't do anything really, really special. It just required a bit of knowledge, a lot of chutzpah, and, you know, the desire and the drive to do it. Definitely, if, if you have the desire, go and do it. Get your dream, grab it, go for it. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into part one of my conversation with Paul Rodriguez. Paul, thank you for stopping by. Hey, no problem. You know, it's going to be, uh, I think, some fun. I've never done this before, so. It will be an absolute wild ride, I promise. <laughs> there will be no crying. It's way, it's, it's way better than a dentist visit. And I'll give you a sticker when you walk out of here. So there's no crying in podcasting. No, well, no, no, that's there, no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. There could be crying in this podcast, depending on how, you know, how deep we want to get. And, right, right. I mean, because you're, you're brilliant, so you're going to make somebody cry. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, uh, hanging in there with all this uh, pandemic stuff. Uh, Is that still happening? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got my f- second shot. You should of, know uh, this. First or second? Yeah, second shot. Second shot. Uh, Which one? Last uh, Saturday. Okay. Which uh, one? Pfizer. You? Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. So you'll know who to sue in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when that hump grows out of your Right. Back. <laughs> but... Uh, it, you know, I guess I'm supposed to wait like two weeks for it to really kick in, but I didn't have a, a reaction to it or nothing. I, they gave me the either second the first one or second either, one, nothing, either one. See, everybody's different. My wife, it knocked her down 24 hours, man. She was in bed for 24 hours. She had a fever and headache and muscle ache. And she's going to hold that against you. You know that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, but, but I'm feeling good. So, you know, that's, I think, 99% of the, the battle is to feel good, feel like, you know. That's it, really. You do whatever. Yeah. You want to feel like you're human again. Yeah. Now, if we could just get back to some kind of normal. Right. You know, if I, honestly, if I see another person driving around in a car by themselves with a mask on, <laughs> I'm just going to start to wonder about sanity. <laughs> You're alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Got the windows rolled up. <laughs> so we were talking just before the podcast. You said you had a brother. I never knew you had a brother. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Where, what's your backstory? Uh, I grew up in uh, the San Gabriel Valley. Okay. Um, in the town of San Gabriel. Okay. Uh, for the most part. Uh, and Close to the track? Uh, uh, 
it's close to, you mean Santa Anita? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Arcadia. It was, okay. It's right next door. A few miles away, yeah. Okay. And uh, stayed, I grew up there till I was like uh, entering college. Then we moved to Rosemead, which is right next door too. Right, yeah. Big move. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's because throughout my childhood, we, my dad rented a house and okay. we finally, he finally bought a house in Rosemead. So that's why we moved. Uh, so he you know. he decided we're we're moving. Yes, next door. Right, <laughs> that was it. Right, uh, and so uh, I have one brother. His name is Mark. Uh, his professional name is Marco. Okay, he's an actor. Oh, uh, he um, does you know movies, theater, TV, uh, voiceover. Younger brother, older, older. Okay, two by two years. Okay, and he um, have we seen him in anything? Oh, well, probably. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, what do we got? What do we, what have we seen him in? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I just saw one uh, movie that just came out on Netflix. Uh, it's called El, El Chicano. Okay. Uh, that's one of the more recent ones. Um, see, he's been on. Uh, he was on Seinfeld. He was, okay. Uh, As who? Uh, he he was a a, a Cuban. Okay. Uh, it was the episode of the Cuban cigar. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were trying to get the Cubans, and it was ended up being right. a person, not the cigars. And right. He was one of the Cubans. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I mean, he's done a, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that, you know. Theater all over the U.S.? He's, he's done theater, yeah, pretty much all over. Um, uh, voiceover stuff. For beer and cars and all kinds of stuff. That's great. Uh, in fact, I just shot his. He called me over to his house because he's he's built his uh, little kind of like voice uh, box studio, studio box. Yeah, yeah. Where he does all his voiceover mm-hmm. stuff because you know you don't you don't do that stuff on location anymore. No, you, you don't need to record it and you send it in. Yeah. They so send he, you the script, yeah. He wanted me to take his picture, you know, doing his thing. And, um, and so, you know, he's, you've probably heard him. He just, you just, you know, don't realize it's him. Sure. Uh, he, when I was shooting his, his picture, he was, you know, kind of saying something. He was, he's reading something just to read. And he was reading about a company that does that offers podcast uh, services. Okay. And I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he does all kinds of stuff. That's you know? great. Yeah. So he's almost as successful as you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, were your parents artists or creators? Uh, Do they kind of push you guys that way, or is that just kind of? They didn't push us that way. My dad was uh, he was a singer. Okay. Uh, he uh, big band jazz. What did he? No, pretty much. Uh, it was in a, in a both soloist and a and a quartet. Okay. That he sang in a religious uh, evangelistic okay. type quartet. Sure. And they traveled all over Latin America and wow. all that kind of stuff. And he had a great voice. And um, so, I maybe it was. The creativity part and the artist part, maybe that was passed on 
right? In the genes or sure. something. Just being around it. Yeah. My mom was very creative. My mom liked to do a lot of stuff with her hands, you know, create things. Uh, later on in life, she, she actually took a class in um, upholstery. Really? And she, start, and, and she would be driving down the street and say, you know, tell her husband, tell my dad to stop. There's, there's a chair over there. And they'd pick up this chair that people were just leaving. So they, they take, she'd take it, you know, and it, she would reupholster it. Yeah, rehabilitate yeah. the chair. <laughs> I have a couple of pieces at home that she did. And it's just really fun to see. Just, you know, she did that. She did the whole thing. They stripped down the wood and the whole strip thing. strip it all down, yeah. yeah. Right. Repad it and all. Yeah. That's great. So I think that's probably maybe this whole art thing was a gene. A gene. Passed down. Well, it helps to being around it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Both of your parents yeah. have no well, feel in it. It's hard. My dad, uh, he... Early on, this was back in the late 50s, 60s, um, he worked production company. Okay. And the, the company did, like, uh, promotional things for different clients, things like that. So he was, he was like, around visual things, cameras, and that kind of stuff. So when I was... Uh, entered in high school he bought a camera and I saw the camera and I was immediately interested in it and I said teach me how to use it and now, that, that's how it all started but why did he buy a camera just just because he he always liked shooting pictures okay. he had a he had a when I was growing up he had a, a rolly okay uh, I think that's mandatory right tw- back then lens, yeah yeah so and that's what the early family photos were on? Yeah, he's, uh, I still have all the... the Ectochrome or whatever it was the, shot on? Or? Kodachrome. Oh, Kodachrome, right. Uh, two, two and a quarter mm-hmm. uh, slides. And I still have a lot of stuff, you know, pictures of us and all that. And But he shot it with the, the Roly. Wow. So he's a, he'd always been interested in cameras and So he decided at this like point, that. though, he was buying a 35. He was going to buy a 35, yeah. And then you saw that, and immediately there was some kind of connection. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of cool, and I, you know, it was a Mamiya Secor camera. Wow. Um, I'd not, love to know why that one he decided on. I don't know. Yeah, but, cost, uh, look, yeah, feel. Maybe. Right, because those things were really ugly back then. They were all yeah. really big and yeah. metal, yeah. clunky. Yeah, and sharp edges, like you can. Yeah, crush rocks with those things. Right. You, to carry it around at night, so it, sure you could fight people fight off. Fight people off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I just—it was just really interesting to me, and I wanted to learn how to use it. And he taught me how to. This is how you do this, that, and the other. Load the film. Yeah. Which was way different than your rolling. Yeah. And um, you know, apertures and shutter speed. Did it have like a standard 50? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think he bought a 50 and he bought a a 135. Ooh, fancy pants. Oh, long lens. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and that's, so that's where it really started. I mean, so then did you take a photo class in high school? Now with this connection? In high school, no, they didn't have a photography 
okay. at my school. But I decided, okay, well, I, I think I want to, you know, try shooting maybe for the yearbook. Okay. So there was a yearbook option. Yeah. So who do you contact? You just show up and like, hi, I'm Paul. Yeah. I got a camera. Yeah, you know, the, and they're like, you're hired. The advisor, <laughs> you really know, can I do that? And nobody else wanted to do it, I don't think. And so, right. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, just go, come on by and we'll. You're the chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was it. Right. There's only one or two people in right. the whole school. Nobody was looking to no. get to the yearbook photo staff. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you start enjoying it? Yeah. Well, you know, I could go out for the yearbook. I could go out and shoot the football games and basketball and uh, do other events. Student life, and, whatever yeah, that was. Right. You know, their version of wild art, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and, and then, oh, and, you know, like the football coach said, I, we need to get the, everybody's portrait. So... I shot those. Uh, and that was, I didn't light them or nothing. Right, I, right. I didn't know anything about lighting. It was just like click and right. shoot them. Smiled. Yeah. Uh, you look at the yearbook now, it really looks. <laughs> but know? for the time well, yeah. and for a kid with zero training, they're, right. they're great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't critique yourself when you're 14. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was just fun. Sure. To do it. You know. Yeah, you were raw and having a yeah. great time. Yeah, I just, just and, go. And you feel like, hey, I got the camera, you know? <laughs> yes. You might as well have two guns on your hip. I mean, you were the sheriff. Like, right. it's the best thing. Yeah. And everybody looks at you differently, <laughs> right? Now you have a, a presence about you because you can take a picture which right. can or cannot make the yearbook. You yeah, have a little exactly. bit of power. Right. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but yeah. just you're important. Yeah. <laughs> so how did how long were you on the staff? One or two years, or just that one year? A couple of years. I did it junior and senior year. Oh, so yeah. So then, yeah. Were, were you thinking maybe this was it, or what was your career now for college? Well, I you know I had um, uh, when I was younger, I had always been interested in you know looking at the picture magazines. Okay, Life Look. I'm dating myself right here. It's okay. Um, National Geographic. That's still around. All that. <laughs> and um, and it was cool just to see all the the photos and all that kind of thing. So uh, my my thinking was always visual. And so when I was in high school, I started to think, hey, that would be cool to do something like that, you know. And so going into college, I, I, I wasn't sure that I could find a way to do that. So when I entered college, I declared a Spanish major. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but... It's okay. What the hell? That lasted about a year. And, um, now, where'd you, where'd you go to school? USC. Now, why did you go to SC at that point? Uh, my dad had gone to USC. Okay. He, he never graduated, but he went to UC on the GI Bill. Okay. Uh, and With hundreds of other guys back then, right. yeah. And so he always listened to the football games, basketball right. games, everything. And so I grew up listening to USC Trojan sports, and he got us hooked on that. Sure. 
and it was everything is USC, man. Um, Especially he, in those sixties and seventies. Yeah, uh, he used to tell us that he, when he was going there, he uh, worked as an usher at the games so he could go to the games. Um, so yeah, I you, know, so you didn't have a choice. Really. I grew up USC, indoctrinated USC. So when I wanted to look for a college to go to, USC was like at the top of the list. And fortunately, I was a really good student. Okay. So uh, I got scholarships, and that was the only way that I could have gone there. Sure. At that time, I mean, even even now, now it's even exorbitant. Oh. But you got to uh, give a kidney now, and that's only a yeah. semester. Back then, it was expensive. For my dad, my dad wasn't rich, and uh, so uh, that's how I decided to go there okay yeah. and then so spanish didn't work out no uh, which is uh, ironic for a guy with Nathan <laughs> paul rodriguez that you're kind of like nah, well, not so much <laughs> I, I i you know decided well um maybe because they had a journal journalism school i said maybe that would be the route to go they didn't have photojournalism they just had a just strict journalism broadcast journalism that now, you're talking Spanish, which I don't know what you're, maybe teach it, whatever, and then, right. Who knows? Right, <laughs> of course. What was that kind of push to see, like, journalism was sexy enough for you to change your major? Well, it was because I was looking for something to, to expand into using the camera. Okay. Somehow. And and that was the only. So the camera was still around your neck. You were still. Yeah, yeah, and and it was in in my head that I wanted to find a way to get into that kind of a business, and uh, so I ended up declaring a broadcast journalism major uh, because it was more visual. I mean, because you they had video cameras, right? Such as they were back then. And you'd have to do stories and that kind of stuff. And then you'd get the background of writing, copy editing. It was a bit more well-rounded. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I just kind of, uh, I majored in broadcast, broadcast journalism, and then I went to the Daily Trojan and said, can I be a photographer, you know, join your staff? And, you know, they interviewed you and that kind of stuff. I got in. I was a photographer for, for the Daily Trojan for the last two years, junior and senior. How'd you take to it? Uh, good. I mean, it, it was it was uh, again, it was fun. It was it was more fun than shooting for the high school yearbook because <laughs> you're at a big school and you're going to the games. And you're doing student life. Was it daily back then, or what was this? What it, was it was a daily daily paper. Five days a week, six days, or it, uh, I believe they had, if I remember right, it was five days a week and a weekend edition, just one. Okay. And so it was a it was an opportunity to see your your photos in a paper that was distributed to everybody. Right on campus. Know? And then, yeah, and, and as a and you know this as a photographer, you like to see your stuff printed somewhere. 
Sure. You know, where other people are seeing it. That, yeah. yeah. You kind of get off on that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make a widget nobody ever gets no. to see. Right. Yeah. You want to walk through, you know, campus and there's you yeah. know, two cute girls looking at the newspaper <laughs> yeah. and they, oh, that's my photo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they throw it in the trash. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So was there, how was their program for you back then? Was it just anybody mentoring you or advisors or was it slap you on the ass and go for it, Paul? Yeah, it was just, uh, I just kind of like, uh, made my own thing. It wasn't official. Cause again, there was no photojournalism major, right? There was only photography, fine art photography, which I did not want any part of. Why? Why did that? It just didn't put appeal you off. to me. None. I, you know, just to be able to just sit there and contemplate a flower. I, I you know, didn't, Not happening. didn't turn me on. <laughs> so, so I didn't go that route. Uh, and so it just seemed to me, okay, well, I'll, I'll get the journalism degree and I'll work on the newspaper, you know, get a portfolio going. But I had no mentor. I had no, nobody telling me, well, you got to start looking for an internship or that kind of thing. It was like, I graduated and I had not done any internship because I didn't know. Right. I didn't know anything about this. And Was there editors on staff giving you any kind of feedback? Like a photo editor, which would have been another student. Yeah, yeah, there was. Um, I like this, but, I don't like that. Yeah, there was. Crop this. Right, like the chief photographer. Right. Yeah. So you were getting some kind of yeah. push. But it wasn't someone who was well grounded in, right. in they didn't that know kind of a career. Yeah. Right. They didn't know people at this no. San Francisco paper that can say, you know, Paul, you need to be looking at an internship no, they no, have. No, I mean, they were basically the same boat mm-hmm. I was, you know. Just maybe a year ahead. Yeah. Which isn't much. Right. In college. So the advice wasn't that. Brilliant. Yeah. Let's face it. Right. Who were, who's on your staff then? Anybody that you know that went on or were you kind of... No, uh, I, I, um, not on the photo staff. Nobody that was on the photo staff, I recognize anybody now okay. doing this. I, I, I do remember, um, I don't know if you remember, Kathy Taylor? Yes. The register? Yep. She was the editor. And I interviewed her, with her to get the... To job, get the spot. To get the job. <laughs> so she was, she was there. Um, uh, who, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Um, I know there was somebody else but that actually worked for the register. Really? They stayed local, too? Yeah, she works for Disney now at Disneyland. Um, and she, she, if she hears this, she's going <laughs> to... Damn it, Paul, you don't remember, you remember me? my name. <laughs> It'll come to me. Sure. <laughs> but, so, all, all that to say is, I, you know, got the, the, kind of my first taste of being on a photo, on a newspaper with photo staff and doing that kind of work at the Daily Trojan. Now, what gear did you have? Still what dad had? Uh, yeah, and, and um, I would... Um, I think at that time I actually had bought a Nikon F1 
It was okay. It, it, it was the the one that you could you could take the head off the prism the off, prism right? Off. Uh, and, but it was big. Sure. Uh, I had a fifty, and I think I, I had a one thirty five. Okay. Lens. Uh, so not great for shooting football. But that's. But you just have to wait till right. you got close. <laughs> yeah. You weren't in your life, or you didn't have no. SI budget behind you. Right. Uh, I think every once in a while I'd borrow somebody's lens to, okay. to go shoot something. Uh, a 300, 4.5 or right. something. Yeah. Uh, but, and I still have that camera. I, Dude, I, I you kept, kept it. it. Yeah. Because it, it it's that kind that had the, it, it, um, remember the old Nikon lenses had the little clip at the top mm -hmm. and would engage in the bar yep. on the viewfinder. Right. And that would show, show you the, uh, F-stops. Yeah, inside the inside, inside the, the viewfinder. <laughs> so barbaric. Yeah. But that's yeah. it. That was high tech. Yeah. Back then. <laughs> How was it shooting a football game? Let's say you only had that 135. Where were you learning your patience on, okay, I got to wait or I got to move or I got to... I, I, I didn't, like I say, I didn't know anything. Okay. Nobody to show me anything. So I just went, you know, kind of blind just trying to figure out how to do this, you know. How were your restrictions back then? Oh gosh, it was anybody and everybody. Oh jeez. You know, like, you know, you could take your dog. No. <laughs> Probably could. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was packed. USC games were always packed. And that's they had the track then. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it was the Coliseum. Right. It was, it was a a bigger yeah, area because that was for the thirty-two Olympics or thirty-six Olympics, right. whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of me jumping in and how many? How many, like let's say a basic. Well, let's go the rivalry an SC UCLA game. Mm -hmm. How many rolls of film would you go through? Not very many because I didn't have a, a, a motor drive. Okay. How many <laughs> did they give you, or was it on you? Oh, uh, you mean to how buy the film? Oh no, they they bought film. They, okay, they, they so would they give you four rolls? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I remember right because I couldn't go right even you, through that. Yeah, shoot, you know, one click, at a time. Shoot, yeah. click. <laughs> no, uh -uh. so it was, it was for what it was. I mean, it was my uh, kind of baptism into that kind of thing. Do you have any of that film? Because those proof sheets would be interesting to look at. I. Because that's kind of the chronological of the game of, you know, yeah, now, yeah. if yeah, you yeah, looked yeah. at a photo mechanic, you would have like just sequences and sequences yeah. of a play. Yeah. Then it would be like the snap. Right. The celebration. Right. I, the I, kickoff. <laughs> like it's just so random when you look yeah. at it when you have one frame. Yeah. And the kickoff and the little guys this right. big. Little teeny. <laughs> uh, There's more fans than there actually is. I don't think I have anything because I, we would shoot it. It would belong to the paper. Okay. And they filed it. Okay. They kept it. So I think that's why I don't have any negs right. of any of that. So. Yeah. Those, that thought prospect back then when we were starting out, so interesting to look back at it now because you, when you're only shooting one frame a second, yeah. the world is so different. <laughs> I know. So different. And when you know you only have four rolls. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, if thing goes right. overtime or I can't get too yeah, overexcited yeah, yeah. in the first half. I got to conserve the film. Right. <laughs> and you're just thinking, it's really, it's under barely over 110 frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your plan after you graduate with a degree uh, from SC? 
my plan was, okay, well, now I got to see if I can get a, I thought, by that, by that time, I, I figured I had read somewhere that you needed an internship. <laughs> was, was there even, there was, but were you even a member of like NPPA or any organization that kind of? Uh, not at that time, no. Um, so I, I, I decided, okay, well, I'll just start writing letters, you know, looking for an internship. Okay. And I, uh, I must have just opened a book and just, you know, gotten addresses from wherever, papers all across the country. And um, that process must have been so interesting. It was. I, because I, I didn't know how to do it, I didn't know what, you know, I put together a little portfolio, yeah. Right. Uh, prints, obviously. Um, what did that portfolio look like back then? To me, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> but you, what do you think you had in it? A couple of sports photos? Oh, I have sports, some sports photos, and I had some, uh, you know, student life. Okay. Most of it was student life stuff. Um, was your world basically SC? Yeah. That portfolio? Yeah. Because that was really the only, I'd spent all my time there. Right. So, did you live on campus or did you go live home? No, I was a commuter. Okay. Yeah. But so. you didn't stop along the way and find something cool in Pasadena? No. It was no. because, because, well, it's easy now, right? Yeah, Both yeah, of us yeah. have phones, we have cameras, right. but then do I have my camera on me? Do yeah. I want to use this film? Right. Like you can't, it's, yeah. people and don't it's get it. It was expensive. Yes. You know? Yeah, to experiment, take right. a try. Yeah. It was not cheap. Yeah. You can yeah. blow eight bucks and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, I sent out all these letters and uh, started getting all the rejection letters back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whether it <laughs> At was least someone wrote you back. Yeah, whether it was we don't have an internship program, or you know, sorry, uh, we we do have one, but uh, the deadline was two months ago. Yeah, kid, or, or we <laughs> hired somebody already, or. All that kind of stuff. You heard them all. Excuses. And so I, have, I, I kept it. You kept those. I have a stack of rejection letters. And, I, and actually, just funny, these are the, my first two jobs. These, this is a letter that I wrote to, to the publisher of the Claremont Courier, Martin Weinberger. And... Searching for an, an internship. That is a typed letter. A type. Look, look at that. Wow. There's even a. I thought there was a typo up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so you know I I wrote the letter and he actually sent me the same letter back but he wrote a little note down here to call him to arrange an appointment. To arrange an appointment. That's how I got the internship at the Claremont Courier. They were the only ones that would now, uh, offer an internship to someone who had graduated already. Oh, exactly. Because yeah. a lot of times you got those your sophomore right. and your junior year. Yeah. Right? Your senior year, you should have been an adult right. out the door. Yeah. The, the other interesting one is... Now, what in God's green earth made you keep those over all the years? I, I think at the time... Um, I used it as motivation. Okay. 
and I, I would keep the stack of rejection letters there and look at them and say, I'm not going to let that stop me. I, every time I got a rejection letter, I would say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get something. I'm going to, I won't stop. You got, you, you people are not going to stop me. <laughs> you know, that's why I kept it, I think. And then after, after I was firmly in the business, I kept it anyway, just because as a memory of, you know, how hard it was for me to get started. Right. Um, because it's interesting, all the all the moves you might have made, getting married, things that you know, boxes get tossed and kept, and yeah. and to keep those still over yeah. the years, that's unbelievable, right? But but I was going to show you this. this yeah, let's this, see this the register one. Interesting one, because this was before Ron Mann. This was 1980, and who was there? Jim Walcott was the fo photo editor. Hmm. He, he when I was working there. When I first started working there, he was still there, but he was not the photo editor anymore because Moran Mann right. took over that Where job. Where did he move to? He, he moved to, uh, was it news or features? I forget what, where he was. Okay. Where he went to. But he basically, you know, thanks me for writing him. And um, we, we have a, an agreement with Cal State Fullerton for them to supply us with interns for the photo department. And so uh, if you want to try to maybe uh, go to Cal State Fullerton and get an internship, then maybe you can apply. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. I mean, I already have my degree and stuff, so I've got to go back to... Cal State Fullerton to get an interest. Especially when there was Long Beach State, Chapman, there was, uh, yeah. all, there's so many schools in our surrounding area. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to say, well, we hope to God Cal State Fullerton this season produced a decent photographer yeah. that we'll take on. Right, right. Well, so, there could have been some total kick-ass down at Long Beach State, well, and yeah. you're just going to blow him off. Exactly, yeah. But... You know, I think it was a sign of... Can the, I have a copy of that letter? Because that pisses me that, that off. I want to like, hang it in my yeah. window. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, and uh, so <clears throat> it was, it was um, interesting just to read this and uh, think back about what the, how the times were back then. That was before uh, uh, and, uh, Christian, uh, and Christian Anderson mm -hmm. became editor there and before Ron Mann and uh, it was basically it was the Santa Ana Register back then Right. it was basically your run of the mill nothing right. paper it was a local mom and pop newspaper yeah and uh, they would do the you know handshake photos Check passing stuff and that kind of stuff. Right. So eh, that was pretty much what they did back then. Uh, but it's interesting just to read that and just, that was 1980, just 19, uh, four years later, I got the job. Uh, Ron Mann was photo editor back then. He right. Was, who hired me. So. Yeah.
things differently changed yeah. under that regime, right? <laughs> so you write some letters. Who gives you a call back that says, we'll take you on? It was uh, Martin Weinberger at the, at the Courier. And how, uh, how, what was your thought reading that letter? Uh, I, I said, well, this is very cool. I got excited about it. So I, I called, And it's close, too. Yeah. And I, you're not going to Vista or, right. or Redding or anything. You're right down the road. Right. Or Ohio. <laughs> right. Or Ohio. Yeah. Like outside of California. Now, yeah. would you have gone? If yeah. At that Pennsylvania, point, Ohio. I had written all over the country, so I didn't care. You would have gone to Billings, Montana. Yeah. Right. You just wanted a job. Right. Because you were hooked. Right. I just wanted in. It's a dangerous drug photography. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really is. Somebody saw my lens the other day, and they're like, oh, I want that. I'm like, you know what? Do heroin. It's so much cheaper. It's so much cheaper. Like, That's true. This is, yeah. this is just a slippery slope, yeah. man. Just do heroin. You'll be fine. Don't yeah. get into photography. Right. Yeah. Uh, it ruins your life forever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just want more. More. Yeah. <laughs> You're walking around with a belt over your 600. You just yeah. want more. Yeah. Right. So how was your first like experience going in there to this n now a newspaper? Well, it, it was a it was a twice weekly newspaper, and uh, by then I had already become a member of NPPA. Okay, and so I was getting the the magazine stuff, and uh, I knew that they had won best use of pictures several times. Right. What was that genesis? Why did that newspaper it was have the, that? It was the use, of, the use of pictures and the photographers that they, that went through there. Yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable stable right. of names. Like, yeah. it, it's, uh, it, people don't get it. Right. And, and so they, they, they just, and, and the, the publisher, he was really focused on visual he wanted uh god love him you know photos to be well played it, it was a tab so it was it lent itself to really good layout of pictures you'd get that double truck on the middle and you could do a story that was four pages of pictures <laughs> wow you know? so it was a good place to be. And so I was really fortunate that he called me to interview with him. And uh, he ultimately offered me an internship there under Vince Campagnon, who uh, ultimately went to the LA Times. Uh, and, but it was a one-man show, so it was only one photographer there because it was a community paper through and through. It was, that was the other... Uh, important thing about that paper and its success is that it was very local. It was Claremont, everything Claremont. I mean, they would branch out maybe into Montclair every once in a while if, if they had a connection with Claremont or something like that. Right. But it was Claremont. It, you know, the politics, the schools... Everything you'd cover, everything Claremont. Right. Um, they didn't try to cover the Angels or no. cover something in no. San Bernardino. They stuck to their city, right. which, for the love of God, I don't know why more people don't do that. Yeah. Sports, everything was the high school. Mm -hmm. And, 
if you wanted to know what was happening in Claremont, it was the Courier. You, you had to subscribe right. to the Courier, and that's everybody did. I'd walk around town. Oh, you're the Courier photographer? Oh, yeah. And so it's like you're big man on campus type right. thing. Right, in that city, you were it. Yeah, everybody knew you. You know, cops knew you. You know, mayor knew you. Everybody. Um, so you said there was one photographer. Is that photographer the staff photographer and yes. the intern, or was the intern the guy? No, the intern was uh, apart from the staff photographer. Okay. So that was the very first time that I actually had somebody that was, quote, teaching me. Who was it? Vince Coppernell. Okay, okay. So I, I got that internship and started working under Vince, and I'd seen his work in uh, a news photographer magazine. Okay. And the, the F10 Forum, which used to be the regional. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that yeah. in a while. And uh, he did great work. He was a really great photographer. And it, it's the kind of thing where you're, you're so thirsty for, you know, information, mentoring, that you just soak up everything. And, and you start to think, you know, how did he do that? Or look. Uh, I have to pay attention as to where he was, where he stood, what did he do to get that picture, and and then I could ask him questions. And you know, he was a really easygoing guy. He was a great guy, um, and he would tell me, you know, how to do things. And little by little, I, I my photography improved, and you were know, just a sponge. Yeah, uh, and. After that internship ended, it was a three-month internship. Uh, it was at the beginning of the year, and at the let's see, yeah, at the the end of that spring, he had decided. Vince decided to go to the LA Times, okay. and he got a a job at the LA Times. So that left. An opening, and I just happened to have, at the time, finished that internship, and I was the first guy, I believe, I was the first guy he called. Might have been the second guy, but, uh, but I was the first guy to say yes. <laughs> um, actually, I think it was, I think it was, I was the second guy because I think it was Alex Gallardo. Uh huh. Uh, who had the unfortunate accident. I don't right. know if he's ever told you that. Yeah. And he, I believe he was up for the job, but he was um, injured. Yeah, he got injured. Uh, I think that's how I the think story you're right. goes. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. So, and he so then he called me. And so um, that's how I got the job. <laughs> wow. Do you think the bi-weekly helped? So it gave you time to work on stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because we had to print everything. You know, you had to be in the darkroom, you know, god-awful hours. How was your darkroom skills? Uh, after I finished the internship, they were pretty good, you know. How were they at SC? Were they, they needed work? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, I mean... It, you could make a print. The basics you could do. All sure. Could, but to make, create a picture was basically learned at 
at the Claremont Courier, you know. Right. So. What was uh, from Paul on day one of that internship to 90, like how much of a change were you in it, like getting better as a photographer in that internship? Oh. Night and day? Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, it just just working at the paper, the way, you know, you could work with the reporters, the way you could take your time, you know, doing a story. They gave you time doing a story. Well, that bi-weekly helps. Yeah. Um, you could take your time, you know, like I say, actually printing a, a nice picture. Um, you could have time to make connections with people. Um, and he had the support of the publisher, who that's what he wanted you to do. That's fantastic. So I, 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 I just put my all into it. I, I remember, you know, being in that dark room. I wasn't, I wasn't married or anything. So sure. I had time. Right. There was nothing but work for you, and that's yeah. your was your love. I, I'd, I'd shoot, you know, pictures, and I'd spend, you know, nights in there just processing stuff, printing things that'd be out of there at midnight or noon or whatever. Right. Or, or noon o'clock. maybe the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was, That's yeah, about like the that. dark room. It's like a casino. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. How many times did you walk out of there going, it's 2.30 in the yeah. morning? Yeah. You can't tell. No. <laughs> you just got music playing. You got your, you smell like fixer. You yeah, don't care. Yeah, it's a good yeah. time. Exactly. So, so yeah, you know, I just, I just kind of absorbed everything and I, I, I took advantage of my opportunity to improve my photography. Um, and, uh, I just, I thank to this day, Martin Weinberger for giving me that chance because he, he didn't have to call me, you know, it's like, it was, I might've been stuck you know, flipping burgers. Right. Had he not called, you know, so he gave me my chance. <laughs> so that, that time then at the courier as the staff photographer, how did that go for you? Was that just better and better every day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Feel your growth. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, you get, you know how it is where you, you, uh, feel comfortable in the shoes of photography. So you, mm -hmm. you're, you're comfortable with the equipment, you know, everything is second nature, you know, using the controls of the camera, you don't have to think about it anymore, whereas before you had to think about, oh, how do I do this? And right, where oh, five, six. Yeah, <laughs> if I want this effect, what do I have to do? But it's more, it was more in your head already, so you could concentrate more on creating a picture. Did they have any gear for you? Is it what you had? They had, they had gear, so that was fortunate. Did they, that help you a little yeah, bit? Yeah, they had Nikon gear. Okay. So at least I had uh, some, you know, decent glass. Right. You know. Now, have you touched any strobes yet at this point or flash? Has that been introduced into your life a little uh, bit? Yeah. Uh, back then it was the 283. Right. Vivitar. That bad boy. Uh, yeah, man. That was, that was the thing. That was the only thing. That was it. Then. Yeah. yeah. So how did you take to it? Did you guys fight, you and the Vivitar, or were you... Uh, once I figured it out, it was more um, second nature. Okay. So I, I, uh, I 
I kind of knew, okay, if I want to do this, I'll just do that. You know, it's like yellow. I'll say it this way. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much the way it was that flash was conceived. <laughs> is you know, anybody could figure out how to use it. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, that was my only light source really at the time. Yeah. But that was really all you needed at that kind of a paper because it was all black and white. You didn't have to worry about any you know, color or anything like that. Um, it was, if you needed more light, you pushed. Right. You know, are you living at home now or are you moved out into the area? I, I had, when I, when I um, got the job, it was funny. Uh, I, I was living on my own with my brother. Uh, and uh, when he, when Martin called me to offer me the job, it was a, it was in the morning, and he actually woke me up. And I was all, hello, you know. <laughs> Groggy, yeah. And he said, he told me, you know, that Vince had left and that uh, uh, he wanted to offer me the job. And I, I was like, I was half asleep, and I was surprised, and, and there was a hesitation. And, and then I said, yeah. And, and then he goes, uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Because he was surprised I, I hesitated. Right. And I said, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just completely asleep. Right, yeah. right, right, right. What did I just agree to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, my first job. You know? Yeah, now I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. So was it, was your time there, like, was that really the changing moment for you? Because that, yeah. you know, like, okay, I know the city, I know the time of day, the light, where things are going to be. Yeah. I know people, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Were you getting better at portraits or setting up stuff, making them look clean? Like those three years at the Courier, yeah. was that like the pivotal point? Yeah, I mean, it was, that was the foundation of everything, really. For Paul, that For was me. it. Yeah, uh, it, it was, you, you learn... Uh, uh, I think a big takeaway, I learned patience. Interesting. And waiting for the shot. You know, being observant and not just going out there to, oh, I got to shoot a picture of that, shoot a picture of that. No, it's like, go plant yourself somewhere and just watch. Just observe. And then, you know... Oh, I see a possibility over there. Maybe I'll move over there. Now, and what watch. gave you that insight to think that way or take photography that way? A, a lot of it was Vince. Okay. The way he worked um, and the way he came back with pictures that were uh, insightful. And it was patience. Uh, that's what I learned back then. Because uh, pictures. You don't snap pictures, you make them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I would, you know, I'd eat lunch out of the office. I'd go, you know, get a sandwich and then drive to the park or something, park, and then just eat and watch. And uh, I'd, get, I'd get a lot of great pictures. I, one time I was parked watching, and these kids came to the basketball court 
and they started shooting hoops, you know, not a picture, just did shoot hoops, and then all of a sudden, the the uh, um, the chain link, back then they had chain mm -hmm. links there, came off, and so they decided, um, let's fix this. So they had one guy holding the other guy up to the rim, and he's like kind of got his legs out <laughs> and he's working on the on the chain link and that's the picture so it's stuff you, you have to wait for right to happen life happens but you have to be there to watch it um i still have that picture <laughs> um but that's how that's how that's how i what were, i learned were you a guy who carried your camera with you all over the place in Claremont, yeah, yeah, because there had, could have been a photo anywhere. You had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was you know, if if you didn't have your camera with you and something happened, cool, a nice picture, you'd never forgive yourself. Right. You're like the historian <laughs> White House photographer at Claremont yeah. at that point because yeah. you really don't leave that city. You're just yeah. capturing every moment of it. Yeah. So um, patience. It worked out for like, I mean, we did elections, you know. I remember the mayor ran for uh, congressman, co uh, congresswoman, uh, and uh, she knew who I was, and so we hung out at her headquarters and mm -hmm. for the results and stuff. And so you just, that's where I learned you go and you wait for the moment, you know, and... She she heard the the results and she, then she does that kind of stuff and then so those are the pictures that you wait for right? yeah so and I, and I just did this I, right he put his hand on his yeah. head and kind of went down in yeah. a somber this is, this kind of because so. <laughs> it didn't work out but that's but that's what you want you don't want the standing around waiting with right. the staff you want the moment that yeah. tells the story right right so I think a big takeaway like I said I think that's a lot of what I learned back then. Right. Uh, that served me well. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a clock in your head like, okay, I'm going to be at the Courier for two years or one year, and then no. I want to go here, 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 like a peg? Uh, no, I didn't have a, a, a clock per se. I knew that I wanted to go higher. I wanted to keep going up. Um, and But I, I think after the mm, third year... Um, I would always kind of keep my ear to ear to the ground to to see if where the openings were, because mm -hmm. um, because by then I was more plugged into what was going on in the right. industry. And well, uh, well, because you were in that little town, though, how many people did you bump into? Uh, for you mean, like just other photographers, oh. right? Because if you're like that little gnome in that town. Yeah. You don't get to hang out with the guys at Dodger Stadium. No, no. So uh, a lot of it was uh, sports. Okay. Uh, and it was mainly um, Sanger Valley Tribune. Okay. Photographers, Mike Goulding. Right. <laughs> uh, that's where I met him. Um, Down the sidelines, right? That's where you right. meet guys. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but I was more plugged in because I was a member of the MPPA. Right. That didn't help. And you'd help. see names. You'd mm -hmm. see uh, newspapers and yeah, who was 
hiring, that kind of stuff. Right. And um, so by uh, my third year, I decided uh, maybe I should start getting my portfolio out there. And then I had heard that um, that a register was hiring, that a that a opening came up, and that was like late. 1984. Okay. Um, uh, but I had also applied to a couple other places. I applied to San Bernardino Sun. I believe I applied to Riverside. Um, Anywhere outside of the state? Uh, at that time, I don't think I did. I think it was those two because I knew at the time they had openings. Okay. And of course, uh, 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 San Bernardino Sun had a great reputation for okay. photography. Yeah, they were like the spot news capital of the world, uh, and so I apl- I applied to their paper, and then again this was late 1984, like uh, late November, or early December. Okay, and. Um, and then I had heard that the register had an opening. I heard about that one uh, December, uh, middle December, I believe, or early December. Um, so those applications were out. Those portfolios were out to them. And I went in for an interview with uh, Jim Edwards at the uh, San Bernardino Sun. Um, went, he took me on a tour of the city, <laughs> the great city of San Bernardino. Yeah. Uh, of the, the paper, he took me around, you know. Uh, it was all really cool because it was the next step. Right. It was bigger paper than the career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a daily, it's yeah. bigger circulation. has a reputation. Staff. It, it, it would have been, right. been a good step. And... Um, so, after the interview, um, I went home. I believe he he decided to call me um, like the third week of December, and but uh, I had applied to the register. Okay, and um, he. I went into the register, uh, interviewed with Ron Mann. Uh, it's like the register. This is where I want to go. Uh, they just won. They, were, they had just got the Olympics. They hadn't won the Pulitzer yet, right. but they've been nominated, right. or would be at some yeah. point. Yeah. So they were, you know, on the cutting edge of uh, color photography, right. color printing. Uh, they had a great staff, uh, and I said. That's the place I want to go. I, I know I want to go there. And so I went, interviewed with Ron Mann. You know, he's a great interview. He, he, uh, I remember I, I took my portfolio, and uh, he looked at the portfolio, and <clears throat> he, he goes, because he, 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 he kept tabs on everybody through. Sure, like the he clips, should. The clips and all that. Yeah. And he knew my work. Right. 
That's what a boss is supposed to do yeah. is keep an eye out for talent. So he'd look, he looked through my portfolio and he, he asked me, um, do you have any more? And, and I said, because oh, something seems to be missing here. I said, yeah, I have some more in the car. So I went to the car product <laughs> that. Digging out under my <laughs> spare tire. Fun, funny, Trying to find prints. <laughs> so so I, I brought it back and he looked at it and says, now this is what I'm looking for. You know, what'd you keep it in the car for? What was the image? <laughs> no, just generally. Oh, just more, more the, stuff. The type of work. Because I think what I had done was I tried to show what I thought that they wanted to see because of who they were. But he just wanted to see you how I shot. Right. And what he remembers of me in the clips. And that's why he told me that. And it's now this is what I'm talking about. And I, and I think that's probably what did it. Uh, so I spent... What a good half day there. Wow. And so I went home and said, you know, it's now up to fate or whatever. Right. And so I just waited. I waited for both to see what happened. And it was like the end of the third week of December that uh, Jim Edwards calls me. I said, I'd like to offer you the job. And I said, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh, this is all that great, you know. Uh, can I take a few days to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well. Which uh, is the worst thing he wants to hear. Yeah. And he says, well, um, I can give you like three days, but, but I'm under a. Uh, Gu the gun here because I have to hire somebody. Right. The budget and all that, I have to get somebody before a certain date. And so he gave me some leeway. He gave me like three days. And I'm thinking, I want to go to the register, you know. <laughs> so day one goes by, no call from Ron Man. Day two goes by, no call from Ron Man. Day three goes by, no call from Ron Man. And then Ron, um, Jim Edwards calls. Well, so, what, what, what's your decision? <laughs> I really want the, the, the position at the register. <clears throat> well, I said, um, I'm going to have to turn it down. So I turned the job down. I didn't take the job at the San Bernardino Sun, thinking I want the job at the register, and I haven't heard from Ron Mann yet. I'm going to hear from him. I didn't know. I had no idea he was going to call at all. So it was, it was a crapshoot, all or nothing. So I turned it down, hung up, waited and we're talking uh, Christmas Eve he calls Ron Man and he offers me the job and I'm thinking oh yes 
<laughs> Christmas Eve? It paid off, man. I, I, I couldn't believe myself. I was beside myself. I was elated. I was uh, thankful that it worked out this way. Right. I, you know, I would have been no job. Well, I would have still been at the, res- at the, the courier, courier, but right. nothing would have come of it. And I was, I was on cloud, cloud nine, actually. You know, I called my parents. And, right. Hey, like you'll never believe this. Job, yeah, five hundred dollars a week. <laughs> what were you making at the courier at the time? Two, I think I made it up to two fifty. Two fifty a week. Two sixty-five, something like that. Whoosh, big money. Yeah. Yeah. Two sixty. Let's give you just two sixty-five a week. Now yeah. it's five hundred a week. Now it's five hundred. I doubled my salary by going to the register. I thought five hundred bucks. That's man. They could actually give me five hundred bucks every week. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so Ryan, and that's at the, and so people understand that's at the daily, not the community paper. No, daily. The daily, daily. paper, five hundred dollars a week in nineteen right. December of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better than that, you know, right? Because it was the, it was the right time, right place, the right step, where I wanted to go, and. Um, you know, he, he told me, he says, I got to get you in here before the end of the year to start. Because um, uh, back then the register had um, profit sharing for all its employees. Mm-hmm. And if you were employed by the register after on it. December 31st, you'd get the profit sharing check. So he says, I got to get you in here before the end of the year. And so the next week, uh, or the few days from there, I went and they, you know, got me going. So you tell the courier, I'm sorry, I got to give you like a five day notice. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, um, and so my first day, my first official paid day at the register was December 31st. 1984. 1984. And I got the $1,000 check. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with the $1,000 check? Yeah, I was rich. <laughs> yeah. Had you known, you should have bought Apple stock. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I was, you know, I was grateful, to say the least. Who uh, do you remember on that staff those first couple of, couple of months at the paper? Um. Go through that. Go through that all-star lineup. Yeah. Well, Brian Smith, right? Uh, Rick Rickman, Pat Tehan, uh, uh, Charlene Brown was there. Uh, Laura Now. Um, who else? Uh, Jim Mendenhall. Uh, who else? Who else? Um, well, Chris Carlson was. Uh, an intern, I believe, at the time. Was Boster there? And he had left. Uh, Boster had left already. So you probably filled his spot? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I filled uh, Al Gamboa. Oh. was the spot that I filled. Okay. 
because I remember getting his equipment. <laughs> said Gamboa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Todd Buchanan, um, you know, Hal Stalsley, all those people, man. It's like it was a who's who. All great photographers and all great people, you know. They welcome you, open arms, like this is... They did. I welcome mean, to the show, because yeah. it was a big now. You went from a city to a county, yeah. and then they were outside of that county. Yeah, and and very helpful. Everybody um, making you feel good, welcome, and um, helping you out with whatever, equipment, you know, Had, how, how to do the... How to, navigate the system right it was a different world now yeah. where it was you now it's a team right and there's editors and yeah. staff and right. administrators and yeah. you're in the big building now right a big building yeah and a photo know. studio and a cafeteria and a right a printer on camp right there yeah uh, so yeah and color how did you <laughs> how did you adapt to color because I, 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 I heard Mark Reitmeyer's and there was a lot of praying crying yeah, yeah like how was that for you I had not shot any color did you get real religious real quick well yeah I mean uh, Ron Mann when he hired me said you know I don't care if you had not shot color I've not shot color I'm just looking for somebody that can shoot you know good pictures and can feel them and uh, I can teach you how to shoot color and it was true. It's just another way of shooting. Another medium is all it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was my, it was kind of a baptism of fire, really. My first assignment was a color assignment. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me my equipment, gave me my film. What was the film? Uh, it was, uh, they shot uh, Fuji. Okay. Um, and so they gave me my film and gave me my assignment. Back then it was a physical assignment. It was, a, it was an all-in-one thing. It was an assignment on the front and it was an envelope for film mm -hmm. when you finished it. Mm -hmm. And it was an uh, assignment to go shoot some high school gymnasts at a high school. Uh, they were... Uh, I believe it was um, the balance beam or something like that. Okay. And they gave me my lights and said, there you go. And I think half of it was they wanted to see what I could do with it. Mm -hmm. And so I went out there. I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> didn't know. But, but what I did was I, I got them all on the balance beam. There was four. And, they, and I said, just do things on the belt, you know, different poses. Right. And, and then I put uh, a backlight and I think a couple of backlights. And it kind of spilled onto them. But uh, it turned out to be kind of like a semi-silhouette with them lit a little bit. Pretty cool picture, I thought. And now, what get, now, let's break that down. What gave you that idea to backlight them like that on the beam? Just try something. Okay. I was, yeah. I was trying to tread water at this point. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. Yeah. But, like, were you pre-visualizing it? Like, okay, 
Had you seen a balance beam before? Had you dealt with gymnastics I athletes? So you, like you got a different body, a different shape. I, I had shot gymnastics, uh, uh, high school gymnastics okay. at the red, at the Courier. But then, um, so you're strobing this, and you're thinking, okay, what? I'm going to get a little backlit and try something. Yeah, yeah. And and back then, you're you're shooting blind, really. Yeah. Did you even have a handheld meter? Uh, yeah, they okay. give you all that. They give you a handheld meter. They okay. give you all that. So you're basically flying by wire, really. Right. You're, this is F8. Yeah. This is 5.6. I set the camera to that. I'm good. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but then you don't know what you got until you get back. No. Um, and so I did it. I was, I thought, pretty successful. And, and they How agreed. How long did you work it? Huh? How long did you work oh, it? Um, I, it took me a while. Okay. I, I think at least... Uh, hour and a half, probably. Okay. You know, I had to set up and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of that was you trying to set it up. Right. Okay, I got to put yeah. this here. I got to put that there. Yeah. How does this work? Sweating. An <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> extra plug into the yeah the camera. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you go back, you show them the stuff. Yeah, and they loved it. Was there they a lot of boy? Yeah. They, 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 he, Ron Man said that you did a good, great job, and that was. That was something coming from, from him, Ron. Right. Um, but that, that was my first assignment. Not and bad. I, and I did it. Not bad for staying afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was, it was my baptism into, into, into to color. Now, did you have to come back and make your print? Uh, no. Okay. once you shot the chrome, it, it, they Scanned just it. Shipped, it, shipped it off to the, the, health, the health scanner. Yep. Uh, and they they did their thing, whatever. All you, all I had to do was um, uh, make a crop guide. Mm-hmm. So you go into the dark room, put it in the larger, do a, a negative image, right? To make sure they knew how you wanted it cropped, right? That's all. And then you ship that off with the um, slide, the chrome, right? Yeah, clip to the crop guide so. That they knew where it, where it went and whatever. So, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. How was that first year? Great. I mean, because that's really the kind of yeah. getting your feet wet. Yeah. There's yeah. a million things going on. The paper's yeah. getting nominated for the Pulitzer. Yeah. You're trying to figure out a county. Like, have you spent a lot of time in Orange County? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so you got to get used to a county. That county in '85 is a lot different than that county oh, right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Right. Irvine sure. was. Still small. Was there was field. lion country safari, a <laughs> lot of oranges. Like it was, yeah. you know, yeah. if you get lost in your Belinda, they might not see you for yeah. a week or yeah. two. Right. It's yeah. crazy how it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was a it was a great time. Shit, we we still had a damn air for uh, the naval base. Yes, El Toro. We had El Toro. We had uh, Tustin, where we are where we are right now. Right. Um, so there was, you know, Orange County was. Uh, ripe for uh, its own paper. Right. Right. And so, but that first year was great. I mean, I started feeling comfortable, you know, doing what I was doing there. Did you move learning. into the county? Uh, I moved in into the county uh, in uh, 1980. It was two years later. So you made a commute for a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, at first you're not sure 
if if you're not going to get fired. <laughs> and then second, you got to look for the, right. the the place to buy or rent or whatever. Right. And so I, I didn't uh, move in to the county till '86. Okay. Um, and but uh, it, it was it was a kind of a hectic two years just because I was living so far away. Uh, I was still in Rosemead, so I'd commute every day. And um, that's a good drive. Yeah, and, and things would happen like you know Orange County. There's floods, right? Fires, Laguna. floods, right? Oh yeah. So we, I remember one, one season, one rainy season. Uh, they were expecting a lot of rain in Laguna Beach and expecting mudslides, and so Ron comes over to me and says, uh, "I need you to be on call." And so I said, "We'll pay you though." So, um, so I was on call even though I was in Rosemead. <laughs> so they'd have to call me, and I'd have to, I would have to drive over here. Fortunately, nothing happened. But the 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 whole thing about living out of the county was really tough, right? You know, because you couldn't just drop everything and be there quick. No, you had to. It could be an hour drive here, right? You know. Um, but, Especially the wrong time of the day. God yeah. forbid they call you at four thirty on a Friday. Right? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I'll be there in two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was great though. I on call. I, he paid me all the hours. I was on call. <laughs> <laughs> was there uh, something that first year you shot or did that made you feel okay? Whew, I'm good. I belong. I'm I'm on this A team. I'm okay whether it was a sporting event or a portrait or anything, was there something that made you kind of feel like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it was more, <clears throat> I think it was more uh, having learned, um, having feeling more comfortable shooting chrome and feeling more comfortable um, as a staff member, okay, that helped me more being feeling part of their team and not an outsider. Mm -hmm. I think that helped me more feel more relaxed and and you know wanting to to contribute to the level that everybody else contributed, right? Because I think the the pressure. Uh, was <clears throat> a lot of it was mine. You know, you look at the work that would come out in the paper, <clears throat> and you'd say you have to hit that bar. You have to, you know, otherwise you're not going to pull your weight. And so you, you would just strive to hit the high bar that everybody was setting. Ron Mann would set that bar, you know. He, he he would always say, um, I, I will not fault you for um, failing, but um, I will fault you for failing to try something. You know, I want you to try things. I want you to experiment. 
uh, I don't want you to sit back and, and not try. I'll back you up. If you come back with a bad picture, but you tried something different and you tried to excel, I'll back you up. You know, that was, that was something coming from my boss. Right. That he would support you. So you would go out there and you'd try your best because you wanted to prove to him that you were worthy of his support. Right. What did he mean to your career? Oh, a lot. I mean, he, he was, not only did he hire me, um, he saw something in me that he could, uh, he could direct and he could teach. Um, he saw some, something in me that would contribute to the staff members. Um, he hired personalities. He hired people, you know, over and above photography. Because mm -hmm. photography was kind of a given. Everybody was competent and was, was good. But he wanted the staff to fit together. He didn't want, like, somebody to feel like, <clears throat> oh, he's, you know, he's the big guy. Right. Or he's, he's relegated to, you know, gripping grins or whatever. Right. He wanted everybody to feel like they were a cohesive group. And, and I think he was very successful at that. Finding those right people and putting them together. Yeah, yeah. Because we all got got along really well. Oh yeah. You know. Well, those photos that Cravada just posted the other day about shaving his yeah. beard. I mean, those look at those photos. It's great stuff. Yeah, we, everybody's I, got red cups and having a blast yeah. and passing out on the floor, having a good time. I mean, that that was nobody. Well, few of us were married. I wasn't married back then. Either, but no, you guys all look like you were in a fraternity house. Yeah. You guys so, were all young, and so we could we could plan stuff and do stuff together, which you know, if you're married, you can't. Right? Do you can't just say, "Hey, hi, honey, I'm going to the bar," right, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> or maybe you can, but I, you know, it wouldn't be a very good marriage. <clears throat> um, but but we do stuff, you know, that would contribute to the camaraderie. You know of things. Yeah, because I, I heard those that early those early years during that time. You guys were tight as can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm sure Leonard has told you the story of the. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of the bachelor thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's or like, Jr. Like not showing up to his birthday party. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's waiting, and he yeah. got wind of it, and he right. doesn't show up. Yeah. So uh, it, it it just. All of that helped to keep everybody together and feeling everybody's equal, you know. Right. That's all you want. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, he was a big then presence and mentor pushing your career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he would always ask, you know, he'd ask, uh, early on he asked what my interests were and all that. And, and one of them was baseball. I liked Baseball. I said, oh, you like baseball? I'm going to give you games. I'm going to send you to some games. And um, so that's how I 
you know, started shooting angels, Dodgers. Um, the memorable, memorable picture of angels in the playoffs with uh, Seattle with the uh, Boston. Oh, with Boston. Okay. Yeah, uh, Grich, home, Grich's home run. Mm-hmm. He's running the bases, and he jumps up like must have been this high off a third base and I'm there boom I shot him doing his fist pump right and he's he... up in the air and that ran that was a lead that was a lead shot you know <laughs> during that during those times did you talk to VJ a lot oh was... yeah because he was around there all the time right you know great guy I mean you know and you know that job yeah, uh, it, it was his job to make you, you know, feel comfortable. And if you had everything, and if you had water, all that kind of stuff, uh, making sure you had access if you needed access to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was really personable. You know, um, he did he did a did a good job in that. It's it was a it's a, a lot of it was PR, right. Uh, but he was a good photographer in his own right. Sure. You know. Now, during my research, I found a, a video of a young lad at a doodah parade. <laughs> yeah. How in God's green earth did you get rounded up into that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, we just, um, I think, it, I forget who it was. Was it Davis Barber that it, was, the, it was Davis. the ringleader yes, yes. of that crazy circus? Right. Um, Tonawaki's there, and there's we, just <laughs> we all decided decided to just go, and and now had you ever been to it? No. Did you know anything of it? No. That that was well. Yes, I'd heard about it, like um, what the year before or something. Okay. Because I forget when it started actually. Um, but uh, when we heard when I heard that. You know, he was getting a group of photographers together to go and do this. I thought that was pretty funny, <laughs> and and that, that and it was fun. Oh, it was great! And, you guys had a blast. Yeah, um, and we just you know we would accost. What people. was the genesis? What was but, the idea? Like, hey, we're going to be paparazzi, run around, and we're going to play into the 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 whole idea that people have in their heads about paparazzi. We're just going to play into that. That was the whole thing. You know, just, you go and you um, uh, uh, kind of attack people and make, make them, people on the sideline, make them feel like they're the, the celebrity or whatever. Right. And, you know, asking them questions, firing off <laughs> a big group of photographers just... Are you innocent? You know, Did you do it? What, what, yeah. It was a love affair. <laughs> and... And then you just kind of run down the street doing that to everybody, cops and everybody. <laughs> and it was fun, you know. And we we made we would make the the evening news. Yeah, you of know? course you would. Yeah, because so, <laughs> you're poking fun of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that a couple of years, a few years. I forget how, how many times. We yeah, did it. no, it was great. Yeah, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so classic. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's all young and spry and running around like kids. Yeah. <laughs> I see Bill Alcoffer's there. Yeah. I saw, the rail that he was. Yeah. Uh, I think Lauren was in it or something. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Everybody yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. 
That was good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for listening to part one of my conversation. Please click the like button if you enjoyed it. The subscribe button as well. You can find all our shows.